Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tom Ackerman. Missouri wins it over Tennessee 36-7 on CBS. And here is the post-game interview that I was alluding to earlier. Jenny Dell with Cody Schrader, Brady Cook, they are flanking coach Eli Drinkwitz. Coach and the star of the show with Jenny on the field. All right, coach, we'll start with you. Tennessee State Champs. Tennessee State Champs, something to prove. That's been your mantra really all season long. How did you live it out there tonight? You know, our team came out. We, we wanted to stand on business tonight, and we had some unfinished business from last year, and we came out and took care of business. Couldn't be any prouder of this guy. Mindset, talent, uh, and, and hard work, and this guy can't say enough, man. Great win. Our defense kicked their ass tonight. All right, Cody, you go from D2 to the leading rusher in the SEC, over 300 yards of total offense in this one. Can you believe the story that you're writing? No, I'm just going to be eternally grateful for the rest of my life to this university, to Coach Drink and this, uh, my brotherhood on this football team, because they believed in me when nobody else did. Part of a champion's all I know. And Brady, you, you have carried the emotions of this program from start to finish. How are you able to lead this team through the highs and the lows and today's huge victory? I mean, it's them. It's not me. I've been here for four years, and it's the people around me that made this team. I mean, I shouldn't even be in this interview. It should be Cody, the O-line. I mean, I've never seen a, I've never seen a performance like that in the defense. I mean, they, they stand on business, too. So, I mean, this isn't about me. This is about, this is about Mizzou, and this is about this brotherhood. So... Congratulations on the great win. It was a great team effort. And I got to say, keep cooking. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So Brady Cook, who said I shouldn't even be in this interview, that tells you all you need to know about what's going on inside that locker room. That is a special team right there. Cody Schrader, what a game. Brady Cook was very good as quarterback. The defense was outstanding. And Eli Drinkwitz, who I say every week, he reminds me of a young Steve Spurrier with that visor on and that swagger and the yeah, little pokes here and there. You know, he's good with the media and a little poke there. Tennessee state champs. They beat Tennessee, Memphis and Vanderbilt, the clean sweep of the state and Missouri with an emphatic 36 to seven win over Tennessee yesterday. Welcome to the second hour of our show. We had a nice chat with Tom Hart 
a little earlier on college football and the SEC in particular and what's going on down not only in Columbia but at Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher reportedly going to be fired today with a 75 almost $76 million buyout. That is happening today. There's a lot happening in terms of the college football playoff and what that's going to look like. And while Missouri won't be part of the college football playoff, they do have a chance to play on New Year's Day in a bowl game that certainly could propel this program into the upper echelon of the SEC in terms of exposure, recruiting, trying to get on that path because that was a big win yesterday, a step in the right direction, no doubt. Now we shift our attention to professional football. And a key block by the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnet. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. Yes, indeed. It is that time. Time to talk some pro football, the NFL, and get our picks in for this week. Uh, I will interject and say that uh, Ken Rosenthal has just reposted a tweet that the Astros have announced a press conference at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning at Minute Maid Park. So we'll see what their next moves are, and I'll keep you updated that uh, John Mosellock is going to be with us here at 1130 on sports on a Sunday morning. I should always mention that Drew, because I know a lot of people listen to the show to hear most comments. He's very kind to join us every single Sunday when he can. There are some times where he's traveling, which was the case last week. We didn't have a show last week anyway, because we had the chiefs. Uh, one game that's going on right now in the NFL, another game in Frankfurt, Germany, and it's the Colts and the Patriots. Patriots are a shell of their former selves. The Colts just picked off a pass at the goal line. They have the ball at the two-minute warning and a 10-6 to lead trying to close this game out against the Patriots in a low-scoring affair in Frankfurt. 10-6, to the Colts have the ball at midfield at the two-minute warning and trying to put it away. Well, let's take a look at the games today. Pretty good game here, San Francisco at Jacksonville. The 49ers are a three-point favorite in Jacksonville. The Jaguars are a good team, though, and the 49ers have been faltering here lately. They've lost three in a row. However, coming off a bye and going to Jacksonville, maybe getting themselves healthy and getting themselves refocused, I would be floored if they lost their fourth straight game. As good as the Jaguars are, I'm going to go with the 49ers, and I'm actually going to give the three points as well. I'm going to go 49ers minus three at Jacksonville. Should be a good game, though. Elsewhere today, New Orleans at Minnesota. That is a noon kickoff. The Vikings are a two-and-a-half-point dog at home. I, I, I don't understand why that would be. Uh, they've won four in a row, and I know the Saints have a good team and all, um, and I know that you know Kirk Cousins being out, but did anyone watch the magic of last week with Josh Dobbs? I mean, Joshua Dobbs is a good player. Uh, I, <laughs> I've got the Vikings. I'm, I feel like it's a gift. But that could be just me. I'll go Vikings plus three at home. Tennessee at Tampa Bay. That one kicks off at noon as well. Uh, the Bucks 
are a two and a half point favor. That line has moved. They were one and a half. Now it's two and a half as of this morning. Uh, I don't care how many it is. I like the Titans on the road in that one. Uh, I, I think the Titans are, are not, they're better than a three and five team. Not a great team, uh, but the Bucks are falling apart here. They've lost four in a row. I don't see a lot out of them. Uh, I'm going to go Titans and the points. I will take Titans plus two and a half on the road at Tampa Bay. Oh, I love this Cleveland Baltimore game. The Browns and the Ravens. Uh, Browns fans hate the Ravens back when Art Modell moved them out of Cleveland and made them uh, into Baltimore. This has been a spicy rivalry. The Baltimore has pretty much dominated for a while. Uh, I've always liked the Browns. Blue collar fan base just can't seem to get over the hump. I don't know why that's attractive to me. Uh, The Browns are a six-point dog on the road at Baltimore. And as good as the Ravens are, and they are good, uh, really good. I mean, this is a, a quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who can do it all through the air and on the ground. Uh, this is a good defense for Cleveland, and I think they're going to keep this game close, and I will take them plus six on the road at Baltimore. Atlanta at Arizona, two really disappointing teams. Arizona has no expectation. Atlanta's four and five and just kind of a sputtering team. Uh, they're a two-point favorite as of this morning, and I, I'll take them. Uh, I'll take the Falcons minus two. I don't believe in Arizona enough to be taking them at this point. They're one and eight on the season. Uh, Green Bay at Pittsburgh, a couple of uh, classic NFL teams there. I've been telling you all season I believe in the Steelers that they eventually they're going to get things rolling here, and I like them today. Steelers minus three at home against the Packers. Some of the later games today, you've got Atlanta, Arizona, I mentioned. Detroit at the Chargers should be a high-scoring affair, I would think. Uh, the Chargers are a two-and-a-half-point dog at home against the Lions. Uh, that has now moved to three, so it's Detroit minus three at the Chargers. I know the Lions are good. They're 6-2. and two. Uh, They're starting to move. I'm going to go the home dog today and take the Chargers plus three. Giants at Dallas. Drew, I'm so sorry, but the Giants just cannot get anything going here. I mean, it is just that collapse against the Jets was kind of like the final nail in the coffin for me. It's just a bad football team this year. There's not much they can do about it. They are a whopping, and I mean whopping, 17.5-point underdog at Dallas. 17.5 at Dallas. You know what, Drew? I'm going to take the Giants plus 17 and a half. Seven, I'm going to take the Giants plus 17 and a half. That, that took it. Once they got past 17, I'll take it. Let's do it. Let's just see what happens. The Cowboys should win that game pretty easily and then maybe take their foot off the gas and let those who are taking the Giants plus 17 and a half have a little fun. Washington at Seattle. The Seahawks, a uh, good team at five and three. Washington at four and five on the season, Hawks are a six-point favorite. I I really like Sam Howell, the quarterback uh, for Washington, and uh, uh, the Commanders plus six. I don't like it that much. I, I'll go Seattle at home minus six. I, I like Seattle giving the six. So six-point spreads aren't great. You know, Seattle wins by a touchdown. You win the game if you're if you have Seattle minus six. So I'll do that. Uh, the Jets at Vegas. That one will get going tonight. Uh, the Jets are back to four and four. 
Uh, the Jets are favorites in this game uh, by a point against the Raiders. Yeah, I'll ride it. Sure, I'll take. I'll, I'll take the Jets. You know, Jets are Jets are all right. I mean, they got embarrassed by the Chargers last week, but the Chargers have a good D. Uh, the Jets had won three straight before that. I'll, I'll go Jets. We'll take the Jets. The one point fair. I'll give the point to the Raiders. And then the Monday night game, Denver at Buffalo. Is Scott Jagow listening right now? He's a big Bills fan. Uh, Denver at Buffalo, seven points is the spread. I love the Bills here, actually. I'll take the Bills. I think they're going to win this easily. Uh, Bills minus seven at home against the Broncos. It's 11-17. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll recap what City accomplished and still has yet to accomplish. Then at 11-30, it's John Moselock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations. He will be along with us. At 11-45, we'll go to hockey. The Blues with a very impressive win last night, 8-2 over the Avalanche. This is sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Welcome back to the show. This is Roman Berkey, and we'll play yours, Drew, in just a minute. Let me play mine over here and start with the positive, and that is that Roman Berkey is the MLS Goalkeeper of the Year, the 2023 All-State MLS Goalkeeper of the Year. The league announced that this past week. First goalkeeper to win the award while playing for an expansion club in its inaugural MLS season since 1998. First ever St. Louis City SC player to earn an individual MLS year-end award honor. It's a lot of firsts for this team, and Berkey's 17 wins the most of any goalkeeper in their first MLS season during the post-shootout era. Most wins during the shootout era. Uh, that is 17. Uh, that also has him as the first goalkeeper to produce at least 120 saves and eight clean sheets since 2019. Second highest save percentage of all goalkeepers to keep at least eight clean, clean sheets this season. Here he is, Roman Berkey, once he received the news addressing his team. Thank you guys, uh, thank you coach, um, it's a nod for me, uh, but I leave very not honor is so easy to be able to around the guys like this, uh, you guys are beautiful characters, uh, beautiful people, the whole team, everyone here inside. Uh, uh, also big thanks to, to Ben, uh, Trick who's not here, and Alex for um, making every day uh, a uh, great day, like I can improve, still improve. I'm 33 almost, and uh, instead of group, thanks for Alex Craig and Ben at uh, the social media. Uh, I know that uh, whatever happens, um, if I'm not playing, Ben is, is here, you know, is uh, a top guy, he's a top goalkeeper. And, uh, yeah, just thankful to be here and still playing for some big world. Uh, um, we just need to be ready for tomorrow and focus up. Today, we can have fun, but tomorrow it comes and that we have to. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Be ready. That's Roman Berkey when he learned that he was goalkeeper of the year. I love that he gives credit to his backup goalkeeper, Ben Lunt, in that address to the players inside City Park. Now, here he is with the media, and this is the downside of it. The season has come to an end, and they'll be watching the MLS playoffs after their two-game ouster by Sporting KC. Roman, just how do you sum up this experience, the tremendousness of the regular season, then a quick exit from the playoffs? Is it a mixture of emotions or just all, all bad emotions at a time like this? Um, I mean, I, I was pretty tired, you know. Uh, I've never had a season that long, like with no breaks. Um, um, I think it's it's first of all to talk about the season. Um, we had a great season. But it's actually really long. You see a lot of injury breaks, you know. Uh, I hope the other guy, uh, I don't know, Rosario, it's nothing, nothing too serious um, that he can go on. But um, no, we played good. We played good. Uh, second half, I think we put a lot of pressure. And um, yeah, we had the chance, but we didn't score and we conceded one, one too much. Mm-hmm. Court? Yeah. How do you hope? St. Louis remembers this first year for you guys. How oh, I hope how St. Louis, how the supporters, how the fans, how the city remembers the first ever team here to do this. Um, that we are, I would say, an honest group, uh, an honest team. You know, um, we leave everything we have on the field. Uh, we try to to do our best every time we step on the field, uh, especially also for them because uh, to. Today again, the support that we had. Um, some sometimes they were louder than the, the Kansas fans, and um, I mean, that's that shows a lot. And it's just amazing the support that we have. And um, but uh, obviously, they can they can be disappointed as well. You know, I mean, we we tried our best to win the conference and then go out in the first round. Could definitely be better, but um, I would say. The guys, the, the, the whole team, tried to to give everything um, in every game, especially also in the home games when, when we played in front of them. That's Roman Berkey after the loss to Sporting KC. It is a bag of mixed emotions, I would say. On one hand, you're very proud that St. Louis has this team, that it has achieved what it's achieved, that it has so much momentum and an incredible fan base good young players who will continue to grow. Berkey's case, he's 33, but he still has a lot of soccer ahead of him. And on the other hand, it's tough. I mean, they're number one team in the Western Conference. I mean, it was a real opportunity to make a run at a championship, but it's also a dose of reality that the team does have a ways to go and needs more experience 
this time of year and really throughout the year uh, to be able to do what it sets out to do, which is bring home an MLS Cup. Another step closer next year, I would think, in terms of roster enthusiasm and a year of experience. We'll see how it all goes. 11 world championships for the St. Louis Cardinals, and it is time to begin their pursuit of a 12th here in this offseason, a very important offseason for John Moselock, the president of baseball operations, joins us next on KMOX. Welcome in the president of baseball operations of the St. Louis Cardinals. John Moselock is with us. Good morning, Mo. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, Tommy. Always good to talk to some ball with you. I tell you every week people appreciate our conversations and uh, your openness and, and willingness to discuss some ball with us. I know there's only so much that can be said during the free agent period, so we do try to keep to that policy. Um, and I know people are antsy. You know, that's part of the reason they enjoy it. They tune in to hear, but uh, it's it's tough to get a bunch of answers right now, isn't it? We're still a little early. Well, it is. It's, it is early. Um, obviously, we just left the GM meetings on, on Thursday, wrapped that up in, in Scottsdale. But it was it was definitely, uh, I think, valuable time. <clears throat> and it was helpful to just get a sense of really where, you know, players are hoping to, to go. And in other words, like, we can have a whole lot of interest in, in player acts, but if they don't have a whole lot of interest in us, it's not very, you know, fruitful. But just kind of getting a sense of, of, you know, St. Louis still being a desirable place to play, players having interest in, in, in us. I mean, as you know, the proxy is usually uh, length and, and dollars, but um, it's still nice to know that uh, this is a desirable place to be. So that part was uh, super helpful this week. And then, of course, we, we did meet with a lot of different teams and sort of get a sense of what that possible trade market might look like as – the um, offseason unfolds. Yeah, one of the criteria you brought up, or at least something that makes St. Louis or a free agent location attractive, is opportunity. Uh, is that working in your favor, do you think, as you do have three slots available in this rotation? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, clearly, when you're looking at, at players that are trying to decide, like, you know, do they want to reestablish themselves? Do they want to just go somewhere where they want to be? Uh, but knowing that there there are a lot of like uh, for sale signs open in that group, um, I, I think that's pretty helpful for us. And, and so, just the overall like tenor of of the conversations, I thought were really positive this past week, and that left me very encouraged. Just to paint this again with a broad brush, but to look at what you're trying to accomplish pitching wise is depth innings. Also, some attractiveness. I mean, you, you'd love to have some heavy hitters in that rotation. It comes at a cost, but um, I guess it's a mixture there. You'd like to to kick the tires on some of those headliners, but as you just mentioned, someone who wants to reestablish themselves—that's an ongoing scouting effort by your group, isn't it? Right. I mean, obviously, um, we know we we need to have some sure thing, which is almost impossible to guarantee. I mean, you. You, you understand that, that pitching comes with risk um, from a medical standpoint, from a performance standpoint, but trying to navigate that with what some people have done this past season or in their career, but also trying to, to just make sure that when we enter camp and we break camp in 2024, that we know we can count on some innings throughout the season where we just didn't have this past year. What about in the bullpen? How do you see that? I know you've mentioned on the show in the past adding some horsepower there. 
uh, would certainly be attractive. Is that something you can solve externally and internally? Well, I, I do think, you know, as we look at the, the market as well as the trade market, if there's ways we can bolster that, I think uh, we certainly want to try. Um, you know, we, we do have some confidence in our bullpen right now, you know, understanding that, that you know, we missed some time last year with some of our stronger relievers, but that missed time usually bodes well in the future for them because less pitch is thrown. So, but but when we look at, at sort of the complexity of bullpens, yeah, if we could find some swing and miss, that would be something we would try to do. John Mosellock with us on KMOX. There's also the position player side of it. It does sound like, I mean, of course, there's only so many players for so many positions, but it sounds like by and large, you're pretty happy with your everyday lineup when it's healthy, uh, the, whatever, however that ends up being constructed. From a position player standpoint, you seem pretty satisfied. Yeah, I feel like like we like what we have for sure. Um, you could argue there's some redundancy, so you know we have to sort of work through that as the, the off season unfolds. And then, you know, I think we also have to always just sort of remain opportunistic on, on what might be out there or, or what could maybe possibly help us as we start to really look at building this roster. But I don't think we have like anything like, like where we feel like, oh, we have to do X yet. But, you know, this is very fluid. Things change. Opportunities sometimes present themselves. Sometimes they go away. Um, the key is really just making sure the group's prepared and, um, you know, as we work towards winter meetings now. So that's really what the St. Louis Cardinals baseball ops are going to do. Yeah, I get that. Uh, Jordan Walker, what a first season he had. What growth for the young man. How will he spend his off season getting ready for year two? Uh, last I heard, he uh, has uh, established himself down in Jupiter, Florida, uh, which is great. And so we'll set up a off-season curriculum for him so he can pop in and out of the complex and, and get his work in as desired. And then, um, you know, ultimately, I think the biggest thing for him is obviously to, to work on getting himself to improve on the defensive side. And then from an offensive standpoint, really just kind of build on what he did this year. So super excited about what we have there. And, um, you know, I really do think he's, he could be like a, an incredible talent throughout the years. How are things going for Brendan Donovan, Alec Burleson, and not to mention Dylan Carlson uh, when it comes to mending, trying to get back on the right side of things? Yeah, so everybody is on the right side of that curve. Um, they're all in their own PT programs in various places around the country. But um, right now, like just very encouraged where all three are. Looking back at the small window of time, but a very good one for Thomas Sejaci. Uh, what are the reviews on Mr. Sejaci and what he did, the player you acquired from Texas? Yeah, I think the, the easiest takeaway is he, he has a lot of offensive upside. He just knows how to handle a bat. Really, really good hitter. I think the bigger question for the Cardinals is ultimately what position do we want him to play? Do we want him to be a little bit of that Swiss Army knife where we just move him around the infield? But um, that's something we just have to determine. But from a bat standpoint, and as you know, if you hit, we'll find places for you to play. So the exciting thing is, is he has a lot of offense, offensive upside. Case in point, Nolan Gorman, although he is not a Swiss Army knife necessarily, but uh, you found a spot for him, didn't you? I mean, he, what, what a season he had, really. And when he's healthy, who knows? Yeah, it's incredible power. Um, you know, when you think about his year, making the adjustments from 
2022 to 2023 was you know, something that we were all hoping for. And it, it's nice to see someone that uses their off season to do that and then come and uh, really have a breakout year. So it was great. What about uh, John Mozeliak with just a few minutes left with him? And we do appreciate this. Um, your coaching staff, I know that uh, every day you're just getting closer to trying to, to gather everybody together. I know we've mentioned Yachty's name together in the past. You can't talk specifically about personnel, but um, are you any closer to Ollie's staff being finalized? I mean, I hope so. Um, but, you know, these are fluid situations. Some of the people we're speaking to are having to, you know, make decisions on, on their side of things as well. And, you know, ultimately we're just trying to add some support for Ollie and the group, and hopefully we're able to accomplish that. I definitely would like to wrap that up sooner rather than later, but there's been reasons for the delay, and, and those things happen. And so as I remind myself, sometimes you just have to be patient because, um, yes, I'd like to focus strictly on roster moving forward, but I understand we still have to deal with some personnel issues and, well, that's really throughout the organization as well. It's it's you know it's always something, and so you know just making sure the scouting department's ramped up, just making sure player development's ramped up, and same with the big league staff. So um, we're all kind of trying to pull in that same direction to get that done, and hopefully we can in the near future. I certainly understand that, and I and I know there was reports out there about looking for some outside eyes to take a look at your organization, and again respecting that you're not going to talk about specific people, but is that something that you continue to do as well? See if you can get an outside perspective. Yeah, still working on that as well. Um, as you can see, it's a lot of balls in the air, busy time, and uh, you know, like hopefully when we have something to announce, we can. But you know, just trying to like understand how we can better this organization for the future. Appreciate the time very much. Thanks for joining us. A little recap of the GM meetings as we get going here in the off season. It's great to have you on KMOX. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Have a great day. You too. John Mosellock, president of baseball operations, joining us at 1141. We'll take a quick time out. When we return, we will get into what the Blues did last night and touch on a few other things before NFL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Well, week kicks off. It's sports on a Sunday morning. We're sponsored by Gray Bar, and we're on KMOX. Tom Ackerman. It was a good day for St. Louis sports fans in our region. Illinois, early in the day, beat Indiana in overtime, 48-45. Mizzou wins over Tennessee, wins the Tennessee State Championship by beating Memphis, Vanderbilt, and the Vols. 36 to 7 in that one. SLU wins over Illinois State, 80 to 71. And then late last night, the St. Louis Blues win. And I mean, they win it big time over the Colorado Avalanche by a final of 8 to 2. The Blues, who had struggled on the power play, score a couple of them. And at that point, the game was already in hand. The Blues jumped out to a 4 to nothing lead. They ended up with two hat tricks last night. Pavel Buchnevich had one, and Captain Braden Shen had one as well. Here's Coach Craig Berube. Special teams were really good. I think, you know, our kill got a couple shorties out of it and, uh, you know, scored a couple big power play goals in the third period. I mean, but overall, I thought it was a good team effort. Um, you know, getting to an early start and scoring early, you know, our goaltender was really solid too. Is that the type of game you think can get Bucinavich going? Well, I'm sure any player that, you know, you know Shannon Bucci getting three goals apiece, uh, you know, they're going to obviously give him some confidence for sure. What do you think that the early goals did as far as setting the tone, especially with where they started and going into the well, corner think, to get one yeah. and then fighting two guys off to set up another? I think that, uh, you know, anytime you come in this rink, um, this team starts fast. We all know that. Um, you know, getting a couple early goals really settles our team down. Does you know puts us in a good spot. But uh, again, I thought Binner was really good. Um, you know, had to be good in the first two. You know, so he he kept us at bay. And then during that power play, right before your shorthanded goal, he had a couple of the same yeah 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 penalty kill was good, but. Um, Benner was good on the penalty kill. That's Derek Gould, by the way, asking those questions from the Post-Dispatch. Gould, a Colorado native in his hometown and visiting with Craig Berube and other media members. Gould once covered the Blues uh, for the Post-Dispatch and was very good at it before he became the St. Louis Cardinals beat writer. That's Craig Berube, chief. Here is the captain, Braden Shen, on an 8-2 win. Shenner had a hat trick last night against the Avs enjoyment you get from a game like that with a lot of cylinders firing yeah um our offense has really changed um or started to come around uh since the last time we were here in this building we had some meetings and and kind of showing league-wide trends and and how to score and and what really works and what we were doing that wasn't right so um ever since then the buy-in's been there and guys are getting reward for it anything specific that stands out from from those (laughs) It's, it's not it's not anything flashy it's uh Putting the puck in deep, grinding teams down, getting to the net, de-shooting pucks, and uh, not passing up opportunities. It's not a, it's not a, a recipe where uh, t- other teams don't know. It's just you have to have a commitment to do it. And when you do, other things open up for you. And like I said, guys get rewarded. When you scored your third goal, how did it feel to see all those hats raining down on the other team's ice? Yeah, um, 
I'm not a pure goal scorer, so I, I don't know how many hat tricks I have in my career, but it always feels good to, to get rewarded. And like I said, they, uh, Tomer put that one on a tee for me, and I was able to, to hit it. Uh, like I said, power play finally came through for us. You know, we, we talked about needing a goal when when we, when we really needed one, and, and um, you know. We got one when, you know, it put the game out of reach. Yeah, there were some hats that went on the ice in Denver for the Blues. A lot of Blues fans love to make that trip over to Denver to see the Blues play the Avalanche. And Schenner rewarded with his hat trick, also registering a hat trick last night, Pavel Buchnevich. Not only get one hat trick, but two hat tricks in the, in the same game, especially on the road here in Denver. It's pretty cool. I never see, I never be involved in the game when two guys score a hat trick, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, but the most important, we got to win against uh, a good team, and uh, you know, divisional game, and uh, it's really important for us. Special teams are always important, but you get a power play goal and two shorthand goals. How nice is that? I mean, power play, power play goal, most important right now for us. We struggle on the power play. Hopefully, we turn the point and uh, keep build momentum and. Uh, create more chances and uh, scoring more goals on PP. Yeah, you got to think those numbers are going to correct themselves at some point. The Blues power play has been so poor that eventually it has to change, doesn't it? But Buchnevich with a couple of goals last night and then a hat trick to finish it off. Also a hat trick for Braden Shen and the Blues win the game. Final score 8-2 to two over the Avalanche, and it was mentioned in that visit with Craig Berube that also having a good game with all of those goals scored, I mean, that is great, but Jordan Bennington was pretty good last night. He made some big saves, he stopped 36 shots, and here he is following the game, visiting with the media. Always like hearing what Benner has to say. An 8-2 win over the Avs. How nice is it to, to get a win in that fashion here in Denver? Um, really nice. I think... Uh, it's a big game for our club, uh, just confidence-wise, and um, you could see things were connecting for for the guys tonight. Power play that that started the third period set the tone um, for the rest of the game, and uh, it's really good to see. You know, we've been working hard, we've been working on our foundation, and I think um, you know just just buying in and, and finding a way and, and seeing success and seeing guys get uh, get some goals and assists, and um, it all starts from our framework and, and our foundation. So. Um, you just got to keep building uh, every day. Have you ever been part of a game that had two hat tricks from the same team? I can't uh, can't remember to be honest, but uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, we were all hoping for Bucci to get that another one there. So um, it's good, it was fun. How nice is it on the PK to get two goals too? Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Um, we were uh, really strong. Uh, penalty kill was great, so it was fun and. Um, it's good. Everyone's happy uh, when things go like that, right? So it's just about staying composed and uh, enjoying this one tonight and, and getting back to work. You mentioned staying composed. I mean, you still you hit 38 saves. You're still seeing a fair amount of shots. Is it is it easy to stay focused in a game where you're seeing a lot of volume, or is it hard when the the scores running up like that? Uh, no, I, I I felt engaged tonight all the way through. You know, this team is obviously highly uh, talented, so. Uh, they can come back in any match, and um, I think it was important for us to stay relentless. And every time we're on the ice, make it difficult for the other team. And I think uh, it's uh, yeah, I think we kind of executed that game plan. No one has a better view of the offense developing than you do. What have you seen like tonight that was kind of a culmination of where the team was headed over the like kind of last week as it found its footing? Um, I don't know. It's an interesting question. As a goalie, I don't pay too much attention to that, but I, I think just seeing the guys connect and um, 
uh, like I said before, I think it starts with our foundation, but I think once we understand that in the long game, sometimes teams will get frustrated if they're, they can't uh, get get by us. And, and then when a score gets like that, uh, I think we it's good to see that we stayed relentless all the way through to the end. During their power play, right before the short hand, you had a couple of saves there just to kind of being able to visual. What do you think those saves did for, for the team? Um, I think it's it's part of every, it's part of the equation, right? Everyone contributed block shots, and um, you know Sunquist's line was great again, and, and the D men were strong, and everyone uh, everyone's gonna have a chance to step up, and I think uh, play like that that's that's fun for me, uh, you know, to mix in a couple a couple of nice saves there, and then uh, we end up getting getting a goal, so it's a good night for us all around. Right, well, right when you guys were leading by. What time was your day home? It was Tom. Puck passed your leg, but it went off the post. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a little luck there for sure. Uh, he had me beat, but, um, you know, you got to work for those bounces. Is this the type of game you could feel maybe coming for the last couple couple of games here? Yeah, you know, there was some discussion. Um, you know, we're in a good good spot uh, considering, uh, you know, where our power play was at. We we were talking about, you know, we managed to get our power play going, and, uh, you know, tonight we did, and um, we had great success. So um, it's been fun. It's been fun working together and, you know, uh, motivating each other, pushing each other, and, and finding a way to get to, to this this big win here. And um, like I said earlier, it's just staying composed and, and staying focused because uh, we got to be playing like that all, all all the way through. That's Jordan Bennington, the Stanley Cup champion goaltender, the Blues, with an eight to two win over the Avalanche last night. The Blues have won four out of their last five, and in those four wins, they have outscored their opponents twenty to seven. 4-1, to 6-3, 2-1. They got away with one against Arizona with a bad power play. And then at Colorado, they went at 8-2 to two last night. They are back home for another game, and that will be tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. They'll be hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Then they go on a long West Coast trip at San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, and Arizona before playing Nashville on Black Friday, 2 o'clock face-off the day after Thanksgiving. Well, NFL is about to get started. We're taking a look at some of those games. I gave you my picks a little bit earlier. If you need the last-minute pick, we did those at 11.05, right around that time at the start of the show. Also wanted to wrap up by saying this to the folks at the University of Missouri. Congratulations on a great win over Tennessee, 36-7. I went to the game yesterday and just had a great time. You know, it was nice to be able to get out and go with my wife and daughter. My wife is a graduate of the University of Missouri. Uh, I grew up a, a Mizzou fan. My dad went there. I have a lot of strong ties to the university. And to be able to be there and watch this team excel in a matchup of two highly ranked teams, 13 against 14, uh, was pretty special for everyone involved. It's a big stepping stone for that university and that football program, which has a lot of history. Missouri resembled a strong Big 8 team. If you can recall the, the days of you know, Warren Powers when he got it going and before that Al Onofrio and before that Dan Devine um, when he had the program rolling. It was a program that did not beat itself. It was a program that played physical, that would punish you on the ground, that would hit hard and wrap up on defense. They had it all going yesterday. And these are the building blocks of a great program. This was not, you know, a flashy uh, smoke and mirrors type victory for Missouri. I mean, they just lined up and whipped Tennessee, uh, a team that does have 
superior NFL caliber talent, you might say. But if you look at Missouri's roster, I mean, it is improving in that area. I mean, they have some very, very good depth. They've got a lot of speed on the outside at receiver, which allows Luther Burden to excel in the slot. Brady Cook forced to throw early, but other than that, he looked good and has those wheels. He can really still run, even with a knee that has taken some hits this year. And then, of course, there's Cody Schrader, who is the X factor for this team. I mean, Schrader running the football, and if the offensive line is going to open up holes like that against Tennessee, who knows what they're capable of in these last two games, their bowl game, and in the future. Schrader is wrapping up his college career. He is a graduate student, so this is it for the Lutheran South Truman State product, but Mizzou has a good one here, and I would not be shocked if an NFL team gave him a look next year. Uh, he's 5'9", if that, uh, but with uh, a lot of strength, tough to bring down, who knows uh, what could be in store for Cody Schrader ahead, but if this is it, uh, what a wonderful game yesterday and still more to come for the Tiger running back. Thanks for joining us, Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.